0: Hey, welcome back to the podcast. This is show number 95, and this week's guest is Chris Sabreen. And Chris comes to talk to us about his close-up flower pinhole photography and some of his cameras he builds. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. This is uh, show number 95, and we are here today with the ever, ever popular <laughs> Andrew Bartram. Love him or hate him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Andrew. Yeah,
1: Corey, you alright. How are you doing? Yeah. Very well. Good. Thank you. Slight. Like, yeah. Um, two glasses of wine at lunchtime and a nice meal. Very nice. Thank yeah, you. good. Good. But I'm here firing on all cylinders. That's good. Better than only two,
0: I guess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, awesome. Um, what have you been up to? much? Yeah, when, when, a few weeks ago, the last show, wasn't it? Two or three weeks? Mm-hmm. Two. 2 I've got two new pinhole cameras that came through the post in that time. Oh, my
0: God. What are you doing?
1: <laughs> One is a wedding anniversary present, uh, which I announced to Julie after I'd got it that it was a wedding anniversary sh- present. Does she purchase it for you? <laughs> she hasn't yet, but she will do. Uh, uh. So it was a... Uh, right. I'd, I'd sent my... Uh, in the UK, we have a guy who lives down in the southwest of the country. Called linden and his company's called Londinium Cameras, and he does camera repairs. And I sent my Franka Solida three-folder rangefinder off to him for fixing. And while it was off with him, he uh, he put on Twitter that he'd got a. Have you have you seen or heard of the Bob Bob Rigby, uh, UK, beautifully made wooden pinhole four by five cameras? They don't make. I, I don't think they make them anymore. Anyway, he had one. And it was a 50-millimeter focal length. You know, and It's got an adjustable sort of cam setting at the back, so you can put Polaroid backs in and, uh,
0: ah,
1: in my in cool. my case, um, dry plate back as well. So it's quite flexible, you know. And he, he put it, said if anyone wants it, it's 60 pounds. So I said, yes, please, I'll have it. So I bought that's that. Cool. But a week before, what arrived on my doorstep was a... Um, after Dallas sells was on the on the podcast, um, mm-hmm. I started looking at the Leonardo podcast. Uh, podcast, uh, pinhole cameras. <laughs> <laughs> you know the Eric Renner, Leonardo ones, and one yes. of those came up. They they don't come up very often over here in the UK, I guess because he made them in the states and yeah sold them. It and uh, it's not such a beautiful camera as the Bob Rigby, but. As it turns out, I didn't know which focal length I was buying, but I bought a. It's a six inch or you know one fifty mil well, that's kind of So that's it's a huge, hugely long pinhole camera, like f three something on three hundred and something or other.
0: And is that what you put the dry plates in?
1: Well, yeah, I haven't yet. No, so the dry, oh, yeah. the, okay. the dry plates I've been playing with over the weekend was uh, in the in the Bob Rigby camera cool. because I have two plate. I have two dry plate holders. I i backed the Kickstarter from Jason Lane in you know, the Victoria Graphica, which is a, a a coalition between Jason Lane in the States who makes dry plates and Steve Lloyd in the UK who makes the Chroma camera, 4x5 camera. And so right. they, they joined forces to launch this Kickstarter a year or so ago to make the first commercially available dry plate holder for 4x5 cameras. Cool. So that arrived about... 10 days ago, but I also got me a, um, a drive plate holder from Jeff Perry of 20th Century Camera who's in the United States, mm-hmm. and uh, they're different designs, and the 20th Century Camera one is, is a bit thinner than the pictorial graphical one, so the 20th Century Camera one fits in the Bob Rigby camera, but the, uh, the new pictorial graphical one is too thick for the cam system. But the but so I haven't tried, I haven't tried the Leonardo out yet. But I did expose some ISO two plates in the Bob Rigby camera, and I, I I asked Jason what the reciprocity adjustment was, and he he suggested a couple of stops. I did that, and it was a bit. The negative was a bit on the thin side, so I uh, I did four stops. So I reckon that's a good starting place. Four stops adjustment. Cool. So a minute exposure became sixteen minutes in. Bright sunshine. Awesome. So fun, fun, fun with uh new toys. Yeah, that's cool. me. Good. That's good. Well, you did ask.
0: Yeah. I did. I, I, uh, <laughs> of... Sorry, listeners. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what about you then? Have you cool. been up to anything as exciting as uh, buying new pinhole cameras?
0: No, I haven't. I haven't bought any new cameras. I've just been uh trying to finish off that roll with the. uh this roadside trash <laughs> we've been doing
1: you not finished that You're not finished that off yet so listeners
0: I, it's weird because like i have i went through a phase where I, I was seeing stuff and even on the end of my driveway there was you know stuff blowing that catches along the fence you know but like mm-hmm. they've been doing every so often they do like this like a roadside cleanup where they have groups of people you know and they yeah. walk and they scour the sides of the road and there's been like do you say say we no, don't, take a picture don't pick with. that up. Yeah. I need to make a pinhole picture of it. I swear it's weird. It's like now that I'm looking for it, uh, you know, it's not around. So i got a couple more pictures. I'm just going to shoot them with
1: something else and just go ahead and develop it. And uh, So for people listening who yeah. um, have no, no idea what we're talking about, it was a few shows back. We had Henry from mm-hmm. Box of Cameras podcast and we decided we were going to do a three way project photographing trash in our loca- local area on the roadside with a pinhole camera. But you also had to pick up a bit of trash as well and take it home with you or put it in a bin, didn't you? That was the idea. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's what I've been doing. And I
0: was kind of just concentrating on the trash at the head of my road because I'm right on a really main main road. So mm-hmm. my uh, neighbor has a chain link fence and he was kind of just catching stuff and I was just <laughs> doing that. I, I, you know, I was kind of, yeah, you know I mean? there's all kinds of things blow blow up. And uh, but it's kind of dried up on me, so mm-hmm. I don't know. it's been really hot outside too, Pre- oppressively hot. So it's kind of kind of deterred me a little bit from getting out and shooting. You don't um, suffer from those. So,
1: you don't from those wildfires like they've been having on the other coast.
0: Do you? No, we're kind of like been dodging hurricanes and storms. You know, mm-hmm. like the Gulf Coast is yeah. getting ready to take a big hit from two storms. Yeah. We had another one that came close to us, but it kind of missed us, you know, and um, it's really, uh, it's so hot outside that you can't even, it's its bad to leave your camera outside in your car because it's so hot. And in the same token, if you go outside to shoot pictures, you have to let your camera sit outside for, you know, an hour.
1: Because of all the condensation, though.
0: Because of all the condensation, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's kind of like this mm. give and take, you know, so I, this time of year is kind of when I kind of you know, just try to work and shoot some if I can, maybe in the afternoon, but I don't I don't really force it. I kinda of go through a phase where I just kind of mm-hmm. let everything, whatever happens, is gonna happen and it is what it is, you know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But our guest mm-hmm. today, Andrew, mm-hmm. we spoke about um Chris. Our guest today is Chris Sebring. Hey Chris, how are you? Good, how are you guys? Good. Yeah. Nice. We uh talked about some, some of your photography a few show, shows back chris we were talking about the uh the flowers well i I brought it up we were talking about getting close or something and i said, like hey there's a guy who's actually like putting the flowers on his camera you know you can't get can't get any closer than that you know so um yeah we said we should get him on so we got him. we got you we got you here today
1: <laughs> by popular demand
0: yeah and <laughs> i've followed chris for i've followed chris for a while um he does great, great stuff. I think one of the first pictures I remember seeing was uh, uh, a picture you took of a dummy, like a, <laughs> like a, uh, do you mean a, uh, a thing th- that
1: kids, a thing that kids, now we've got a language issue here. I guess, yeah, yeah. I'm guessing you mean uh, like a mannequin, but yeah. you say dummy, it's one of those things that babies suck. Like No, like, no, no, yeah. no, no. You no, call no. that something else, don't you? One of those ventriloquist dolls oh, okay. or something that has a mask, a face <laughs>
0: mask on it. He's a real dummy,
1: like Chucky. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah, yes. yeah,
0: exactly. Yes, yes. And it says it says here that you call him Mister Charlie.
2: <laughs> yes, he was Charlie. I was. I got that when I was uh, probably about eight years old. That's I begged my parents to get me a ventriloquist dummy. For me Christmas. too. Me too. And I called him Charlie <laughs> as well. Wow. <laughs> so. Sometimes and now really? I put him sometimes now I put him in my daughter's room when she's asleep, and then she wakes up and he's sitting oh, there. <laughs> no. why are you
1: horrible in doing that too, you, you, okay we're on the yes. same wave we, did. So we were we were staying with friends some years ago when our kids were younger, and uh, my son stayed up in in the loft of the house they would made like a loft conversion uh, and the lady had put this big doll you know like china doll in the room, and it was sitting on sitting on a chair. And when he went to bed, I moved it closer and raised its arms up so he woke up and was petrified. <laughs> <heterophile. laughs>
2: You've not done this to your kids, Curry? No. Oh, come on. What kind of childhood are they going to have? Yeah. <laughs> they have poisonous snakes in the yard to worry about, you know. So. Yeah.
1: Yes. And the best thing, what you ought to do as well, is when you do it next time, Chris, is uh, get a kitchen knife and, and gaffer tape <laughs> put it to it its hands put it and have it stand. <laughs> <and put> <laughs> With a baseball mask over its face. There you go. Oh,
2: a hockey mask. hockey man. mask, yeah. yeah. And yeah. when Child so, child Protective Services contacts me, I'll just say, <laughs> Andrew gave me a Blame it on Andrew. <laughs> say, you know that Bartram guy? It's all his fault. Blame,
1: blame it on him. Different, different laws
2: in the UK. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so,
1: so, Chris, I'm, uh, there, there's me spouting on about buying these uh, fancy cameras. And I do make cameras as well, but not. I, I like buying them as well. But my guess is you don't have any bought cameras because you just love making stuff, don't you?
2: Yeah, I uh I have some. I have a a zero image the uh the 2000. Oh yeah,
1: everyone has that. I've got I'm staring yes. at mine yeah. now. Yeah. 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 I got one too. I'm wiggling I'm wiggling <laughs> its
2: shutter at me now. It's winking at me. <laughs> and I have the new uh undo, the 35 millimeter. Oh, cool. And is that I the have... panoramic one or the or... Yes. Oh, yes. I,
1: I, you know, I keep Getting tempted by that because I've seen some great pictures by that John Scarborough. Scar- What's his name? Uh, Mono yes. blog. Mono. What's his name? pod. Him. Yes. Mono
2: blog pod. Yeah. Mm-hmm. John. It's like mm-hmm.
1: Anyway, he does. He uses it,
2: doesn't he? Yeah. It's a very well-made camera. That the shutter on it is amazing. One of my favorite things to do with that camera is to not use a tripod. So just use it more or less as a handheld point-and-shoot type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, just keep. I kind of keep it around my neck, let it dangle, and then do the shutter that way. Because the ondo cool. cameras,
1: I, I always scoffed at first that they always come with a. Do they all come with little neck straps? They do. Don't so. they? I don't know. I've, I thought, I've, why would you want I've, a
2: I've,
1: pinhole camera with a neck strap? But actually, for exactly that reason, you're saying.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I, I also have a a, a go pinhole, the wide. Yay! Um, there you go. So that's that's probably my favorite commercially
1: made do you, one. Do you use that on? So two questions: Do you use it on six twelve or six nine? And have
2: you shaved your hole? Uh, I you have not shaved my hole. It doesn't oh. need shaving. <laughs> 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 and I'll do a little bit of both. Um, uh-huh. I haven't used it as much as I'd like to. It was one kind of one of my goals for this summer, and it was it was really good for these flower shots because it has a you know the internal shutter so yeah. um, what I had originally done on those flower shots just kind of as a proof of concept was um, I used one of my Altoid tin my mint tin cameras mm-hmm. you've you got a
1: photograph of that on your
2: Instagram feed mm-hmm. haven't you your
1: Altoid tin
2: yeah and instead Sorry, of really uh, instead of really using a shutter i would just use the lights on and off so i would just do it in my basement in the dark yeah use a flashlight and that kind of gave me the proof of concept of it and then um, the one afternoon with my my daughter and i went around and, and picked all the flowers out of the yard and and did it where the the light would shine through the flesh of the flower and um, you know just 5 or 10 seconds exposure different leaves different you know some of the some of the pollen would flow through and get inside the camera. That was fun. Mm. But
1: <laughs> so this is where you're, what Corey got excited about a few shows back and what you're talking about is laying. Hey, there you go. There's a picture of your undo, I think on your Instagram, which is Instagram.com dead underscore pinhole. And you've got your, uh, undo, I guess it's the undo. It's wooden anyway. And you've got a, a white daisy type thing laying over the lens.
2: Yeah, that's actually a home. That's a homemade camera. Well, that's your homemade camera. Oh Oh,
1: yes, I can see that now. It's got beer cans for the winders, beer knobs Mm -hmm. for the winders. Yeah, sorry, Undo. I didn't mean to offend
2: you there, (laughs) but many things. It looks a better camera than I could make, I have to say. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Many things on that camera were borrowed borrowed from Undo, so (laughs) from the design. But you do have bottle tops on the
1: top, don't you? Mm -hmm. On the winders. Did you drink those beer? Oh, beer top, of course. Uh-huh. Yeah. What gave you the cool. idea of laying the flower? Corey likes to think he gave you the idea, so let's just get the truth. out. No. <laughs> he said last show. He said, "Yeah, or maybe you were just talking to me." He says, "I told Chris, hey, you've got to just lay your flower on top there." Next thing, next thing, he laid his flowers <laughs> on there, and he's claiming it's all original work when it was me who gave him the idea. That's what you said.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was someone. Um... I think the picture right before that one we were just talking about mm-hmm. is just a normal sort of pinhole photo of a flower. There's a flower in the foreground. Is it's this like the, a... the black and white picture? Yes. Yeah, and there was, we of were, of I was commenting with somebody. Cory. <laughs> he says it was Corey. <laughs> about how it has an iridescence. Like a shimmer? Yeah. Yeah. And that kind of gave me the idea that, you know, these flowers and leaves have a, you know, they're not opaque. Light will come through. So I kind of tested it out on black and white. That's the next picture there, the June 30th. And then I eventually just took it outside with the Holga. And that's, those are some of the more colorful ones that I uh, posted up above that.
0: Wow cool
2: yeah I, I um
0: i was thinking yeah that's i said i wonder if, how close anybody can get and then i saw these saw these pictures where you're like putting it right on the camera i was like whoop! Well, i guess that's about as close as you're gonna get and
2: <laughs> yeah there was another guy on there um fern photo paul mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he yeah. was doing some really close-ups of flowers um and i really liked the way you could kind of see the you know, the veins or whatever they're called in the pedals and, the, and yeah. the pistol and the stamen and all that kind of stuff. Yep. Cool.
0: Yes. Yeah, cool. How long have, how long have you, uh, sorry, Andrew. That's no, okay. Um, how long have you been getting, how long have you been doing panel photography? Chris, is this something that's just kicked up in the
2: last few years or? Uh, I got into it about four years ago. Um, so I, I'm, I've heard other guests in the same situation that I'm in. I have no, Photography background. So um, I just happened to be at a bookstore one day, and on the clearance rack was a book about pinhole photography. And I was it Eric Rainer's book, it was uh, John Evans oh, Adventures with go. Pinhole and Homemade Cameras. Oh, yeah, hey, cool. And it had the best part about it was it had a kit in it, so it had uh, you mm-hmm. punch out the cardboard and fold the glue, it had everything you needed except. All you needed was a roll of film. So, um, my daughter and I did it just for something to do during the summer. And the first, the first roll was a, a mild disaster. We didn't we didn't take into account that you need to um, factor in the tension of the, of the um, you know the winding knobs. So every time you, we were winding it, it was winding back. So it was it was basically oh gosh it was basically like a three foot long. Uh, it was double exposure image, but we were amazed that anything came off of it. So from there, you know, we took into account that and, and tried it again and it, I was just obsessed from there. So um, I started building cameras. So I, the first one I made was out of a cigar box that took a uh, 120 film. And there was a period there where I was more or less more obsessed with building the cameras than actually using them and uh, getting better at the photography end of things. But right. in the past couple of years, I've kind of settled down the building obsession and just really try to, you know, use the cameras I make and and um, you know become more of an expert on, on each camera. Yeah, it's a very easy distraction to be either.
1: Uh, buying stuff referred to as gas, or I suppose con- <laughs> constantly building stuff, you know, to uh, which Just is constantly has good. gas. Well, <laughs> oh, I'm getting better. Um, yeah. Eventually, you're going to have every camera that you can be, no, be purchasing.
0: No, I haven't got anything. By, I haven't <laughs> got anything by on do.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, so, but uh, you know, I make stuff as well. It's fun, isn't it? But yeah, it is. Um, I, I did a put a post on. I think probably Facebook a couple of couple of weeks ago now saying uh, really um, i I see a lot of stuff on social media saying you know, what are you what are you out shooting today that's the expression well first of all, I hate the word shooting because that like sounds like you're firing stuff off with no thought or consideration um, and right <laughs> sorry I'm probably offending half of the listeners now uh, and secondly i've got the more negatives I generate, the more stressed I become, you know, because I don't like making loads of negatives just for the sake of it. Whilst I enjoy the photography side, you know, the bit going out there and making the images and it can be quite therapeutic being out there in the landscape. Of course, I understand all that, but I then get stressed by all these negatives that I have. So I'm very much trying Mm. to uh, shoot, shoot a lot less and uh, print, print more. Hence my hashtag, which I, Tend to put on people's comments now when they said, "Hey, what are you shooting today?" So I say, "I'm in the dark room. And print, print more, yeah. shoot less." And I'm, loo- I'm losing, your losing followers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> is your daughter still interested in it, Chris? Is is she kind of catching she's on? Not or? As um, she's not as into it. Yes. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I mean, I, I think I've heard that you have kids too, so people. I do people tend to get annoyed when they're out with a pinhole photographer because everything takes so long. <laughs> yeah. A lot, I, I used to get a lot of, you know, like
0: I take out so i take a picture. Oh, <laughs> and they sit down, look at their phones. Okay. Oh, he's got to calculate
2: stuff and session. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. But then they figured out how to just work it into my pinhole photography into their lives. And then,
1: <laughs> you know, and they have to just figure that out. <laughs> yeah. Chris, tell us a bit more about your, cigar box camera looking at a picture um, of the three stooges with the, well, with no, the drill bit in actually. his mouth no, there's, there's, <laughs> there's loads of good examples but the one there's a black and white one with in a field of leaves and then there's something
2: moving in the middle like
1: a, <clears throat> it's called the fields are full of dancing
2: yeah it's uh, interesting I mean, you were talking about uh, the roadside trash mm-hmm. project this would be that exact thing so basically um I'll talk about the camera in a minute, but this was basically a, uh, you know, a helium balloon oh, escaped, right. yeah. escaped from somebody's hand. Birthday. Yeah. <laughs> he eventually landed in this little field of uh, soybeans. So mm-hmm. I had driven by it a couple times and I was like, I got to get a shot of that. So it was blown in the wind and it looks kind of ghosty or smoky. So I kind of liked that one, but the cameras, I, maybe about a year ago, I, even longer than that I think. I had um gotten a hold of some of these four by five holders and this was before I was comfortable developing my, my own film, which has since come a long way, but um kind of sat down to figure out what I was gonna do with these holders. So uh cigar boxes were like a really good um option for these and a lot of people think you need to go in and find a scar box that, the, that is the exact dimensions that you need, but the reality is they come apart very easily, they're easy to cut. you, know, you can use the wood and, and manipulate the box into different into the shape you want. Mm. So I've made um, three different ones. This one's the more this one's the less wide angle of the three or the least wide angle. Um, there's another one that's uh, I call it very wide angle, and then there's another one. That has, I think, it's only about a five or six millimeter focal length. That is, uh, you know, the, the image doesn't even fill up the whole, <laughs> the whole area of the film. But that's the one with the, um, uh, the three Stooges on the front. Yeah, that cracked me up. My hands all around, awesome. Yeah, that's the one I need to get out there and do do some more with. I haven't really uh, experimented too much with it. Yeah, that looks that looks like got,
1: the, sorry, and, that looks like the camera is pretty much on top of the dark slide, doesn't it? On top of the,
0: so, I was just about to say, are you doing like one shots or are you doing the dark
2: slide yeah. with the film holders? Um, well I, everything's in the in the film holder, but there is a little I mean there's a shutter on the front um, but that one the I mean really the uh, what I use as a gasket to keep the light leaks out is just window weather stripping from the hardware store, and yeah. the focal length of that one is essentially the thickness of that uh, that weather stripping. What sort wow, of image circle narrow. does that? What sort of image <laughs> circle does that give you on your four-five film? So uh, there would be an example of that one. Um, oh, is that the shop? Is that if you go to around below it, June June eighth. So it would be uh, it's kind of like looking up in the forest. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah we go.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So you, and and I miscalculated where the center is, so that's why it's a little off to the center, but. um, off center, but it was probably about a half inch or so. That's what you call you is that what you call it the Mo Howard. Yes.
1: Because okay. yes. Mo was one of the three stages <laughs> that is that is that the reference?
2: Exactly, yes. So I've used that one a couple out in the in the bright sunshine and it uh, it gives you a pretty crazy image.
1: Close. I like the stuff you're getting with your little Altoids kin as well, the tin as well. I know um, we don't have Altoids over here, but you can get little mint tins. I've got a few little mint mm-hmm. tins, and I keep I keep oh, meaning Andrew. to do things with them. No, I've got mint tins. I'll send you some Altoids. No, I think, I think I've, some got some Altoid some, I've got some little similar things, but they're not just branded as Altoids. Well, in fact, the tins tins I've used, uh, or the ones I've got, are quite a lot smaller. They're, they're not much bigger than a single frame of 35mm film, but you see folks put um, 35 millimeter canisters on the end don't you of these things and then mm-hmm. you can wind the film through.
2: Yep. just use. Is that the, is that the sort of thing you've done? <laughs> exactly. Just okay. use, just make sure you invest in lots of gaffer tape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seal yeah. her up. Have you done don't... that with mint tins? Uh,
0: uh, I've messed around with a little towards a few but I've never like done any of the uh, trying to advance it in in them or anything you know just the one shot close it up wrap it up keep it in your pocket yeah
2: yeah.
0: put it in the in yeah the this
2: is the, the mint tin cameras even there, there's even an, a mini Altoid version over here that's no wider than the uh the width of 35 35 million yeah no. i think that's what i've got yeah i've got some tins on it but those i think that's probably my favorite type of camera to use um i've made some where i um I put two two rolls of film in parallel and shoot it that way. Ah, uh, for this, yeah, with the sprocket yeah. holes.
1: So you have got two. Sorry, go on. Just run that past me again. Two rolls of film. What you mean, on top of rolls of film on top of each other? Yeah. So They're I, I through.
2: yeah, I just butt the but the uh, rolls the canisters up against each other and feed the film through. And they and I have a little. Um, little spacers in between the canisters so they roll evenly together. And sometimes I'll do like one type, you know, color film and black and white in the same, in the same camera. Ooh, that's cool. How do you know which, I guess you just remember which, which one's on top, I guess. Yeah. I try to put the color one. Sometimes I'll put the color one in the bottom so that it captures the sky.
0: Yeah. you really mess with Andrew's head. He doesn't, uh, he, uh, Blown I'm sometimes mind think about black and white and colour in the camera at the same time. I
1: was, <laughs> I was talking to someone recently about um, doing well. I guess it wouldn't be called podcasts, but you know, folks starting to use video and stuff, and and you know, we spend a lot of time describing people's photographs. And I think most most people are kind of okay with it. You know, I mean, we've been doing it for well ninety five shows now, and people aren't saying stop it, are they? Stop. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. I think we we try and balance it between talking about the all my ideas behind the photograph and, and also directing people to look at these things. But, you know, sometimes I just think, Oh, I just want to share. I, I want the viewers or the listeners to see what it is I'm looking at, you know, So uh, but I don't think anchor has a facility for video podcasting I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> no. I like what you're doing. I like, yeah. I love what you're doing with the, with the cigar boxes. um uh, Chris, And there's uh uh, you're using Arista Edu 100. I, mm-hmm. That's is is that a a rebranded FOMA or something like that? Is it? Um, it it may be. Um, yeah, someone's shouting at me now on the podcast saying no, it's not, <laughs> stupid.
2: Yeah, uh, I use it because it's uh, cheap. <laughs> yeah,
1: it sounds like FOMA.
2: Yeah, it's a it's a pain. A little bit of a pain in the ass to develop because you have to do a, a pre wash. There's like a Green, um, and a- yeah, anti powder, yeah. halide or something layer, so you have to do a pre wash, yeah, and it's like a. I don't think thing. it would
1: matter, I don't think it would matter, it's just you know. You, but I always do a pre wash, it always happens, but I don't yeah,
2: I not noticed bad. that the negatives will have a little bit of a green tint mm-hmm. if you don't do a pre wash, so it's and it kind yeah. of smells bad when you do that, but it's cheap and right. Fine. <laughs> but
1: it seems that you see, well, it seems yeah. to be working well. I was looking at a Uh, There's a picture from May the 9th of a piercing... Well, I think it's a piercing parlour, unless it's a Mm -hmm. reflection. I can't quite work it out. Do the chairs in your parlour seem empty and bare? Probably do, because it's in the middle of lockdown.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I I do like that Mm -hmm. film. I've tried, um, you know, Ilford Films. It's a little, little like, uh, muddier, I guess, is the right... Mm -hmm way so i i like this yeah kind of a little flatter yeah i did the the piercing or the tattoo parlor picture i think like a lot of us when we we went into lockdown we all kind of went out and did some sort of covid 19 series i guess so i did some uh closed storefronts you know with signs in them saying we're closed and that kind of thing I think a
1: lot of people struggle just to make sense of it and that you know if you're on any kind of social media photography type sites or you know twitter
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know there's um, no end of people putting zines out I've got I've bought a couple you know of people either trying to represent the top, you know things quite literally like you going around shooting shot fronts to other people just trying to try and describe how they feel through pictures as well and pinhole can work really well for that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, especially if you um
0: can translate the pinhole into your subject because if you're not careful it'll get it will get lost, you know, if you're uh, not careful, but I think so anyways, I don't know. I've...
1: I like pinhole images and you've got a, a, there's another cracking one here. Anyone listening um, can go to Chris's Instagram as I said it was dead mm-hmm. pinhole. Uh, underscore dead, dead underscore pinhole. There's one here, Chris, uh, Invisible Airwaves, crackle with Life, which is from a Rush song. Spirit of the Radio, of course, as I've just realised. And uh, image captured using a pinhole camera made from a cereal Mm -hmm. box and a VHS cassette sleeve. Fantastic. Which one? Well, it's what I like (laughs) about it is because it's one of these layered images where you've probably got some reflections going on there could be double exposure, but I don't really know. I suspect it's all things reflecting. Mm -hmm. And I love pictures like this because there's so many elements to it. And I could sit and stare at it all day long. Yeah. That was one of the black and white. Sorry. It's black and white one with a sort of triangular thing in the front with lots of stuff. And a a pair of feet with the sneakers on
2: in the bottom. Yeah. That was one of the lockdown photos. I just kind of went down the main street here in town and, you know, it's a ghost town. So that was a uh, just reflections in the, the main street shops that are all closed. Can't you tell such
1: a story? I mean, reflections are nothing new. You know, photographers have been doing it for, for years, and we've had some great guests on here who, who, you know, devoted whole series to sort of reflections and stuff. But um, I never grow tired of, of seeing them, and in Pinhole it works. So is this all just a reflection in, in a store window? Yeah, yeah, if you just – if
2: you Go to the uh, scroll to the left. There, you'll see the setup shot. So that's all it was. There you go. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. And then the te- the uh, I think I made made a mention in there on the temp where to get the templates for that. Uh, I think you've had him on the show before. Um, Nick D- Dvorcek, something like that. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So he has all those oh, okay. templates yeah. out there. So mm-hmm. I just downloaded his templates and used uh, some cardboard and mm, made a bunch cut. of diff- bunch of different cameras out of uh, VHS cassette sleeves.
1: That's I've got cool. a load of those still upstairs. I was looking at them, wondering what to do with them just the other day. Would never have occurred to me <laughs> to make a pinhole camera out of
0: them. You don't have a VCR player?
1: Uh, yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, We need to. No, no we, we, still do. we still do. We still do. I've got Star Wars on VHS. <laughs> I'm just waiting for them All to right. become collectors' items <laughs> for millions of dollars. <laughs> that's your
0: that's your secret retirement plan. Your your um, well-stocked collection of VC, uh, VHS tapes. Nah.
1: <laughs> it's getting far too close for me leaving work to have uh, trying to worry about what I'm going to do to fund my next year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, go on, sorry. sorry.
0: No, I was just going to say you seem to do a lot of photography near or around your house, Chris. Do you Are you one of those within 10 mile range <laughs> folks, you know? Well, because we've had some people on that say, I don't go anywhere. I just walk out of my <laughs> yard and that's all I do. You know, say, so I have to travel all over did the world. Did you not photograph that dead head.
1: snake, the copperhead, the other week that you found? Yeah. Me? <laughs>
0: uh I didn't actually. You said that, I'm not
1: making it up. You did find a deadly snake dead one, didn't you?
0: Yeah, we had a copperhead in our driveway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Should have yeah.
1: photographed
0: it. I should have. I didn't even think about it. I was more worried about getting it out of the driveway so that no one died.
1: So It was dead, though, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, but if you... Uh, he, they can still... Um, you can still get, you know, like, bitten. The venom is still in their yeah, fangs, so you if you're not careful. careful, if you're messing with it, it can still
2: mess you up pretty bad, mm-hmm. you know? So...
0: Yeah, I, pre- yeah. I, I mean, I pretty
2: much stay local-ish, I would say. Um, recess, particularly during the lockdowns. But um, just recently, I did a little thing to kind of get out of a slump. Uh, there's an app that I can't remember the name of that will give you um, random coordinates. So you basically, mm-hmm. you're supposed to... Um, you, know, you put in your location and it'll give you sort of random look coordinates within your whatever radius you pick, five miles, whatever it is. Um so I put some coordinates in and, and and went out to that location. It took me to a church uh that I had never been to and uh or even known was there and took some shots there. So that was kind of a fun way to get out of a little bit of a get out of a little bit of a slump, creative is this slump, I guess. Randonautica. Yes. Is that it? Mm-hmm.
1: R- Randomnautica app is keeping teens entertained during lockdown. Randomnautica takes you on a journey of true randomness. The adventure is yours to have. And the legend will be yours to tell. Yes, it's Welcome, weird. future randonauts. <laughs> <laughs> the app provides you <laughs> with totally random coordinates. Um, yeah. Right. Uh, and so, presumably... Once you become a randonaut, and you clearly are a randonaut, you go to this place, and then you are you supposed to do something like post
2: pictures or something? Or? I think so. I don't know. I didn't use it much more than to get the coordinates, basically. But I think the whole thing is uh, it's very sort of new agey. Like you're supposed to, yeah. you know, you're supposed to focus on your intent or what you're trying to get out of life, and then it gives you Sorry. coordinates based on that. Mm. You know, oh, wow. really. I need that. You know man. how Apple can do it. reads your way, your brain, line, brain waves. Yeah. Random order. So when it gives There's you random coordinate, coordinates, does it give
1: you random coordinates based
2: on where you live? Not, it wouldn't say like a thousand miles away, would it? <laughs> um, I think you can adjust the settings. Can you? I think yeah, I, did, the, I, think I may, did maybe 10 miles or something. And it, it could literally put you in the middle of a field somewhere. Luckily, huh. it took me to a church. Wow. Okay. There,
0: there's another app that's uh, I can't remember the name of it either, but uh, it's uh, like a photography, not a game, but Pokemon I Go. Guess they kind of no. <laughs> it's kind of the same thing where they give you a subject or, and you have to upload a picture, you know, once a day or something. Oh, that sounds uh,
1: like far too much hard work. <laughs> Something I can't remember what it was. That's all that's I saw that's for your know. iPhone generation, Somewhere. isn't it? You can just go and take a picture, and yeah,
0: it's something like that. But it's, I mean, it gets you outside and gets you taking pictures, and you can have your pin on camera with you. you yeah, know that's I mean? true. And anything that can never tell what a world sends you, you know, kind of the same
1: same scenario as uh, the one Chris is talking about. You know? are, you, are you still working on that then? The random coordinates. Um, I'll call it a, your little project. Is that something you're
2: still doing, or was it just during lockdown? Um, I haven't really done it again since then, mainly because it's, like Corey mentioned, it's been so hot in eastern U.S., Mm -hmm. and when the weather turns, I'm sure I'll use it again. You're in Pennsylvania, right?
1: Yeah,
2: but you're on the eastern Mm -hmm. side, so yeah, it's hot over there,
1: too. Did you make this um, picture of of grizzly ghouls from every tomb are closing in to seal your doom? (laughs) From Thriller in the uh, graveyard. Is that the same church? Um, no, that's a that's a local church here. Oh,
2: is it? Yeah. Is, that, is that a disembodied hand, or is it? it that's that's is my is daughter's hand. hand. Okay, she she will pose for <laughs> things if I uh, bribe her. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Churchyards, churchyards cool. are great places uh, okay. for pinhole photography.
0: Seems like
1: it, doesn't it? you Churchyards and bridges. Yeah,
0: <laughs> they seem to just attract pinhole. Uh enthusiasts will come
1: in. And the great self-portrait I saw of yours looking a bit like Pinocchio. Someone pointed that.
2: <laughs> yes, I don't really look like that. Yeah, so I just put, just sort of pressed my nose right against the camera right next to the pinhole. That's a proper Justin Quinnell picture, but... Uh...
0: Mm. Yeah, that yeah, totally. I like the grass behind you. It looks like you're laying on the side. Are you laying on your side? Um,
2: yeah. yeah, I'm laying on my back. I, uh... I got you. Yeah, I, my, I can do like a uh, I can adjust my tripod so that it, you know, the, the camera dangles down.
1: And so what's um, how, much, cool. how much time are you
2: devoting to pinhole photography? I mean,
1: uh, do you, are you working full time or is it you just do pinhole photography evenings, weekends, when you can? What, what's
2: the, yeah, pretty what's much the just weekends. I try to get out um, on Sundays mm. um, and just at least take a couple shots every Sunday. Are you using lens-based cameras as well? Um Funny you should mention. I just bought a vintage SLR camera that I am mm. want to get to start learning how to use and get into that.
1: If not, convert it to a pinhole
2: camera. Yeah, you know so well, what? When it, which camera it's is a it? Minolta XD five?
1: Oh, that's not vintage. It's oh. just something. Something from the '80s. <laughs> well, yeah,
2: it's from the uh, vintage, <laughs> one of those, you know? vintage. Vintage meaning it's from before I was born.
1: <laughs> uh, I'd have thought. I have thought you. I, I honestly thought you would say, "Yeah, I shoot Holgers," you know, because you've got your Holger pinhole wide, did not you? I do. My daughter. Do-
2: see, I mentioned, you mentioned my daughter. My daughter does have a mini Diana that she'll use.
1: Oh yeah, uh, yeah. That's and a thirty-five
2: millimeter I,
0: one, isn't it? What, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, what format does that shoot? I'm not familiar with all the Diana. Yeah. but I do have yeah. I do have a,
2: cool. a Diana F and a Holger, so I, I do use those. I bought a couple of the
1: original Dianas early in lockdown. You know, the ones from the sixties. They differ from the F the, the, the ones that the Mography brought out the F or F plus. The the modern yeah. ones have dual formats. so You can shoot six by six or uh, sort of four by four. But the original Dianas from the 60s, they're just 4x4. Four four. Um, in a pinhole, right? No, they don't have any pinhole. The, no, the, the, the modern, no, that's what the, the new modern ones. ones do. Yeah. yeah so right. the modern ones in yeah, many yeah. ways are a bit more flexible. And the modern ones can take a flash on the top. But actually, those 1960s Dianas are just lovely. They are They produce a beautiful, beautiful image. And they're much nicer to use. I can't really describe it, but they are much nicer to use than the modern lamography ones but you know you can't take the lens off and do pinhole and all that sort of stuff but um, they are beautiful beautiful things and you can pick them up for not a great deal of money still the original 1960s diameters so yeah Chris I thought you'd have said you were um, a Holger fan you'd have to get yourself a Holger because I think you'd love it yeah yeah what if you like multiple exposures it works really mm -hmm. good for that yeah so what's um? Yeah. So you, you got into pinhole photography through, you know, sort of fell into it really, and you you got obsessed with building cameras. Now you're focusing more on images, but um, what's what's driving you forward? What have you got sort of projects in mind, or working in themes, or just enjoying the heck of plonking the pinhole camera down and seeing what it does? But wh- where do you
2: see it all taking you in time? Um. Yeah I w- I would like to do more sort of series. I mean I kind of mm-hmm. realize like sometimes you make series inadvertently, but um yeah, you do. Yeah. I think certainly once the weather turns here, Pinhole's not great in the summer as we all know with the <laughs> with the very mm-hmm. the very high sun angles, but um I mean, once the weather turns, I, I there's some ad- abandoned places that I'd like to go uh here locally and things like that. Your Mm -hmm. flowers as well. Your flowers as well is,
1: you know, Mm -hmm. that's the beginning of a bit of a grouping of pictures, isn't it? Well, there aren't
0: flowers in the winter anymore. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you can do those inside, can't you, from what Chris was saying? Yeah, Yeah. sure. Yep, you
0: you have a lot of uh, everything seems to be musically (laughs) uh, themed, uh, so music must play a lot in your life. Do you? play guitar i see a few pictures of looks like a stratocaster maybe and yeah
2: yeah i play uh not well but i play (laughs) um yeah i've I've built uh several instruments a few ukuleles a few guitars right on um but yeah pretty much every post i try to tie to a uh, song lyric of some sort Yeah, that's what i like that's one of the things that uh keeps
0: me coming back chris (laughs) thank you (laughs)
1: <laughs> also full of secrets. Was that? Was that yeah. Pink, Floyd? Pink Floyd? Was that? Yep. It was. Or they were probably called the Pink Floyd then. Oh. At that yeah. time, were they? Been, yeah. Experience,
0: actually, I think maybe Andrew should get it right. What, maybe sorry, mate? Oh, it experience. does actually
1: say Pink Floyd. No, I was. Um, <laughs> I actually <laughs> didn't see the hashtag. There, I was just going to impress you with my musical knowledge. Mm. <laughs> you don't have to impress. <laughs> you, you always impress. Rush, Rush uh, were my favorite college band. I was. Uh, I've got all yeah. their vinyl albums as well. Well, uh, no, no, I haven't got them all up to oh, the one with all the, the red cover and all the bubbles on the front. I think uh, I'm probably still missing a few. I'm assuming you're a Rush fan, yeah. but you might just be familiar with the music. With the lyrics.
2: maybe a music fan, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I mean, my biggest obsession is the Grateful Dead, but uh... all right, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I never really got but into Rush. It. Yes, all those bands, I love them all.
1: I see a stack full of. Uh... C90s, TVK, C90s or C60s or something.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: A what? It's cassettes. Chris <laughs> oh, has done a oh, pinhole yeah, picture, yeah. really <laughs> lovely pinhole picture of a load of yeah, uh, cassettes. Um, I don't think I've got a single cassette now, you know, and I wish I did have. Using a zero image. Yep. Proper retro guy.
0: Yeah, me and my wife were talking about that a while ago. Uh, talking about when we were younger, you could have the tape in, and like the song would come on the radio, and you'd hit record and play and make <laughs> make mixtapes, and then take the little piece of paper and shove it in the little tabs at the top so you could record over cassettes and stuff.
1: That's it. Su- Sunday, Sunday nights, sometimes. I'd be top, the top 40 would come on, and I'd just hit play and record for the music, and then when they were yabbering in between, I'd stop it, you know, put it on pause. Yeah, yeah. So you've mm-hmm. been playing around with bit of light painting and um there's a picture here called death star which has got um that emperor from whatever his name is palpatine or whatever his name from star wars mm-hmm. and he stood on a bicycle wheel and you've made the fourth and you've you. probably got the pinhole camera on the bicycle <laughs> wheel have you and you've spun that around with some lights behind you. is that what's going on there
2: yeah so that's a uh, zero image uh just sort of Mounted onto the bicycle wheel, and there's some mm-hmm. Christmas lights hung up. People do that with vinyl records. That's the, mm-hmm. I've not seen one on a bicycle wheel
1: before, so that's a good take on it. And they're Christmas lights, are they behind?
2: Mm-hmm, yep. Then I've been mm-hmm. doing some uh, toying around with a pendulum, but I need to get... Uh, it's more of a winter project when you're first forced indoors, but um, with a, a pendulum on a light, or a yep. light on a pendulum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it gets snowy and really cold up there mm-hmm. where you're at,
0: huh? Yeah, we don't. We kind of get like. I mean, it doesn't get too bad here. We get snow a couple of times a year, but it lasts for like a day and then it's gone. My wife is she's from Pennsylvania, also, and uh, she, it's going to start snowing. And she looks outside. She's like, "School's canceled." We look. She looks outside. She's like, "It's not even snowing <laughs> yet." You know, what's going, what's going on? <laughs> It snows and, it, and then it's gone like a day later, and she's just like, "Oh, it's just snow." Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, you guys have real winters. I wish, kind of wish we had a little bit more of a winter here, but it is what it is. Come
1: move over here; you get proper seasons. Okay. Do you You get snow yeah. where you're at, here? Yeah. Not, not guaranteed every year, but you know we get it every few years. But we, but we don't get, we don't get like feet of it. You know, it might at worst; it might be a you know, several inches or something for a few days. And the whole country grinds uh, yeah. to a halt, you know, because we're not used to it. Yeah, no, one, no one's got any kind of proper tires on or stuff, you know. No, no, I
0: nobody think Chris can is drive. guaranteed
2: snow. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're guaranteed snow, Yeah, huh? pretty much. You know, we get, we get yeah. the best and worst of each of the seasons here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, my wife
0: has cousins that live in uh, Erie. Mm-hmm. Mm. And they get the the lake effect snow, and they send us pictures of, like, their yard before, and then, like, after, and they have, like, you know, chest-high, deep snow snow in their front yard. I was like, wow. So, I'm kind of glad we don't get that much snow, but it might be fun to take pictures of pinhole of snow. I've never been able to do it because it just doesn't hang around long enough. I have spots mapped out, though, that I'm waiting for the moment when it does happen, you know, but, like, it never happens, so...
1: (laughs) I've started. I mean that'd be
0: my next project is snow pictures that never happened. It'll just be a bunch of pictures of like if this had snow on it, it would look really cool, but it's just a
1: fence. <laughs> do you if you if you're out anywhere, either of you, do you use this app so you can get on your phone to mark locations? I have, I don't. That's way too uh <laughs> You know? That's way too um
0: organized for me. I've
2: got
1: um, something called map marker. And uh, I've only I've only downloaded it recently Like. I've got about seven or eight places I've visited out in the Fens, and I just click on it to remind me exactly where I was. And then you can do i just take an analog, uh, a digital picture of it as well, and write a few notes. Yeah. So when I come back, I can know, um, uh, or, you know, where I was, where I took it, and write a few notes about exposure and stuff. But
0: I think you can do the same thing with uh, if you use the pinhole assist app. Uh, you can take a picture, and I think you can tag it to a location. Can you with now. pinhole assist?
1: Mm-hmm. you sure? Yes. I think you can. Yes, I just discovered yeah. that. I think you can. How did you yeah, do that, And Tell so, me, mm-hmm. because I've got it open there. Tell me how to do that. <laughs> You've so you got. i got, you got the exposure I page, so I, so I can take a picture. And, oh, and log it, it, you can log it asks... exposure information
2: by pressing the thing at the bottom, which is like a yes. sheet of paper. And that's, that's where it logs, so it'll log... Yeah, Uh, right, okay. It'll take a little screenshot of what you're pointing at. And your settings, Mm -hmm. too, I think.
1: Okay.
0: I haven't tried it, but I've just been seeing it, so uh, I thought it said that you could add location. I might be wrong, but I I thought it said you could.
1: Yeah, I haven't had the penile up. Um, loaded up recently. I've been because I've been playing around with those dry plates. They're not on there. They're, you know, I think there's some wet plate stuff on there. But there's no information on pinhole assist. Um, but yeah. you can load stuff up onto yeah. pinhole assist, can't you? As well, you can load your own details up as well if you've got mm-hmm. the right curves and things. Do
0: you use you use pinhole assist, Chris? I do. Yeah. 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 I only use it. I. I've used it so much for so long now, I've kinda of gotten to where I only kinda of really have to use it when you kinda of get in like tricky lighting, like you go inside and uh I like to play the guessing game where I'm like, I think this is gonna take five minutes and I pull it out and I check it and it's like seventy five minutes and I'm like wow <laughs> really off. <laughs> so I'm glad it's around for those moments, you know.
1: <laughs> Chris, what have you been doing with instant film with Polaroid? You know, I've been I've been shooting Polaroids for many, many years um but well, i see you've been trying to do something with pinhole
0: Andrew's been using since it came yeah. out he was around no unfortunately i
1: wasn't i wish i <laughs> i wish i was i wish all those years uh, when i was you know started photography from the 80s and i was i, I was aware of polaroid but i was all kind of sniffy about it because i didn't think it was proper photography you know mm.
2: <clears throat> yeah i had a i came across an Unopened box of um, of film, instant film mm-hmm. that somebody yep. gave me, and I tried to use it, just basically taping it to a, a four x five holder, and then trying to use like a pen or something to squeeze the chemicals after <laughs> exposure. But that didn't really <laughs> it didn't <right>. really work. <laughs>
1: well, you got something. Didn't Did you, you, you put got some? You've got some kind of. There's Abstract. But images. did you
2: put the white
0: border? Did you put the white border towards the lens board? Because I think the white border goes backwards, and I think it. You, ha, you have to put it in opposite of what you think it should do. Like the
2: back of the polaroid is actually the front. That could be the issue. I didn't try it other than these three things. I don't know. No, you. No, I think that's because that you're talking about. I think.
0: Yeah, but it's just, it's the. The same principle and the same technology as mm. Instax is the Polaroid mm. stuff is.
1: <laughs> don't think so. So I'm staring. I'm staring. How, at
0: how, a, how much? How, di- how different? Well,
1: is it? Oh, I'm staring. I've got a, some made up canisters of Polaroid stuff for testing cameras. Um, I don't know where the bloody things are now? This is great podcast material, isn't it? Yeah, I'm hunting through nothing. Um, I'm just. I think, Thanks a lot. No, I, I, I really think when you, when you take a when you take a cartridge apart, a Polaroid cartridge, and you yeah. pull out the dark slide, what you're looking at is the uh, the white borders on top. So that's the if it's sliding into my SX seventy camera, yeah, the the white the white border it... is on top. So the light sensitive bit on a Polaroid is is on, on. you need to face that at the light source. Sure, you do. Don't.
0: But when you put it in, but when you put it in, are you the cartridge is going upside down? That's how it is with the Instax. Because I took the
1: Instax um, apart and I was like, "Oh, it's well, Well, you might be. I think it might be from the Instax, but from the from the because S- when you put it in, they're loaded backwards, <laughs> even though the front, well,
0: the case is like you
1: know, my SX70 S6, um, camera, which is the classic. As I'm pulling it out of the cupboard um, when you when you eject the. Uh, the, the film i think Oh, have i got film in here probably have yeah so when i pull that oh no I when i pull that out um because the, the the polaroid it, the cassette pulls out and the white bit the is white facing up. you so it's so uh, it, it's yeah, it's, maybe it's it looking is. at maybe it's just inside. the light comes into an sx-70 which is an slr and it bounces around and goes around the angles and then it hits the uh hits the film which is facing up towards the light source with the white bit. Well, I think Instax's round bit is ask about face. Sure it is. Sure it is. Ask about face. There you go. Is that an
2: expression you're familiar with? Yeah. Backwards? Yeah. <laughs> maybe there's a, a Polaroid um, podcast that we can call and ask. <laughs> mm, that's a good question. If we have any listeners.
0: I don't think any of our listeners are into Polaroid stuff. Though, so well, I am. I don't know
1: i <laughs> Somebody's going to let us know. Don't worry. <laughs> no, I'm. Pre- and that's okay. The with with a with a normal Polaroid um, Instax is different. I think the the white border does need to be facing the the camera. But you might okay. struggle getting that so... that gunk to spread evenly unless you're squeezing it through some rollers. You know. But you you know mm-hmm. you could you just could make you, what what folks do, Chris, is make the exposure. They, you know, I've got I've got a a holder that takes instax wide and i can put it in a from 20th century camera so he makes this adaptable um, um, film holder which takes dry plates or wet plates and he also supplies a little holder for instax wide and you can put your instax wide picture in there expose it through the front or the back whichever way you want to go and that but then in the dark you have to then take the instant picture out and put it into a camera so that you can eject it mm-hmm. through the rollers, you see. So, oh, so you yeah. can... So evenly spread... So you it. could just get yourself, if you've got, you got a pack of... Um, probably the easiest thing to do, Chris, is get a pack of Polaroid 600-speed film and then go on eBay and get a cheap 600-box camera. Yeah. You know, which make... actually, And you'll be surprised if you actually shoot a pack through it at Christmas time, you'll be amazed at the quality get a pack of the modern polaroid what was what was impossible project polaroid uh, color 600 and shoot it through one of those cheap you know 600 one step cameras and the image quality with the flash on is just brilliant and you'll be amazed but you can shoot it in all sorts of cameras but just you'll need then to put it back into a pack into a mm-hmm. film pack and eject yeah. it through the camera yeah um, or you could get yourself one of those Really
0: old uh, hand cranks that they used to use to string water out of yeah, it's got to be. It but the rollers, the rollers, the rollers, crank it the rollers there. got
1: the rollers <laughs> got to be. You, know, you got to have it just at the right uh, sort of tension. Really, I think the best option is to get a cheap six hundred speed camera. You know, fire mm-hmm. the camera off, put your hand over the lens, and let it spit out through. Uh, um, so you'll need an empty cartridge. You know, an empty uh, cassette with a battery in or something. Mm-hmm. But.
2: That's a good idea. Yes, trying to squeeze it might be a bit of a
1: problem. Alex uh, Yates, who's been on the show a couple of times, he's got uh, the Impossible Pinhole Camera. I think it was—it wasn't made by Impossible, was it? It was made by Supersense in Vienna. Supersense made a pinhole camera which takes Polaroid film. And it was based on a design by the Impossible Project, but they kind of ditched it. And when all their directors left, he took it with them and set up SuperSense, and uh, Mm. sold, you know, a pinhole camera that shot on Polaroid film. Alex has one. Maybe fine. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I was trying to do with the Instax for a while.
0: There, I was trying to, I was actually doing that, and then in the dark bag, I was taking them and just taking a flat rolling pin and just cracking it you know and just rolling it out mm. and it worked a couple of times but uh it's it was more just having to dial in the exposure for it you know it's kind of a little
1: well you can do it you can do it and call it art
0: don't you you can <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can but i mean yeah
0: you can do lots of things if you wanted
1: to <laughs> yeah i love yeah. playing around cool. with all that stuff all right Bye. Great stuff. So
0: hopefully we didn't so steer anybody wrong with the Polaroid or the Instax, uh <laughs> things. Make sure you test test those on your own.
2: <laughs> You're going to get some strongly worded fan mail.
0: Yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> it's okay. We don't
2: get fan mail. Because we don't give out the email address. I think we might, we <laughs> no, might we have really done know. one. Of the
1: previous shows. What is the email address? Sorry, if anyone wants to ever send us an email. Uh, the lenses Podcast at yahoo.com i think the the lensless podcast at yahoo.com if you want to send us an email and tell us that we know we don't know (laughs) what we're talking about which is (laughs) quite likely
0: we're the only podcast who doesn't tell people what this is yeah so you you are special chris that you're here and talking with us that means we sourced you out (laughs) because you have talent and you're going places buddy yeah you've impressed us (laughs) Or one of us, at least, I guess. <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right. Well, we're getting we're getting crazy now, so maybe it'll be a good time to uh, let everybody know where they can find you at Chris and check out what you've been doing.
2: Sure. I mean, the best place for uh, interaction would be Instagram, uh, Dead underscore Pinhole. I do have a website. Uh, deadpinhole.com that I put together during the bo- boredom of the COVID lockdowns mm-hmm. as well. So those would be the best places. I'm not much of a Facebooker, so. Cool. Yes, I can.
0: Well, you should go check out the Facebook group. Um, lots of cool conversations and interactions going on over there. I, I can s- speak for that. I'm not a
2: Facebook no, person either. Just for Swing groups. in there once in a while. Just
1: but- for the groups.
2: Yeah, yeah, I do. Lur- I do lurk yeah. around there sometimes, but uh, I don't get onto Facebook too often.
1: There's another pinhole. Yeah. Have you seen the other pinhole um, website? Not not the one that does pinhole workshops with our uh, friend Andrew Atkinson. But there's one called Pinhole mm-hmm. on Film. Have you? Are you a member of that one? Oh, pinhole not, I Pinhole on members, Film, and it's, it's got quite a few members um, on Facebook. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Cool. Yep.
2: That's awesome. Um,
1: and uh, no, I think it I'm must have been going quite a long time. I don't know the guy who does it. What's it uh, called again? Pinhole on film. Oh, pinhole on film. Um, cool. No, no, I'll I said that. It. I can't actually find it, but um... nah. <laughs> no, no, because I commented on something the other day. <laughs> uh, there's there's a pinhole cool. photography one, and then there's pinhole on film. And I can't now find it. Yeah, pinhole on film. There we go. So oh. it's uh, yeah, just shy of two thousand members. Uh, wow. Cesare Bartchak posts into there so who else does no, any other people cool. Dallas Definitely Sells posts out. into there Everybody. Dallas with his Leonardo 4 by 5 handheld mm-hmm. pictures and yeah so, cool. um, so it seems like another fun group but of course they don't have a podcast what differentiates our Facebook group <laughs> is that the uh, lensless podcast and the Facebook group go hand in hand there we go
0: cool so when everybody gets a second, check that out and go check out uh, Chris's page on Instagram. Send us an email. The Apparently, Check out his super cool uh, pinhole work that he does with everything. Music-oriented pinhole
1: work. That's what we're going to call it. Yeah, yeah, we look forward to seeing you know more stuff from you, Chris, as
2: mm-hmm. time goes on. Yes, thank you. Thanks for having me. Cool.
0: All right. Well, everybody have a great uh, week and we'll talk to you
1: next weekend, Andrew. Do we have a show? Uh, we no, we them, a yeah, we, week after, mate. We, we, well, if we can get the logistics it. right, we might be doing another Antipodean, that means Australia, Oof. show. But it requires yeah. you and me to do it on one day and, her, and Lady Pinhole Obscura to do it on the next day.
2: <laughs> mm. It's 10 <laughs> o'clock
1: at night for me. I'm, yeah. I tell you what, I'm... Going way and beyond the call, way and beyond the Call of Duty for this show, 10 p.m. to record our next show. It's only going Man. to be 5 p.m. for you, and seven a.m. You'll be properly seven a.m. the next day for Chris. Yeah,
0: you'll be properly hammered by then, huh? Are you? Will you even
1: be? Can we even be able to understand you after all of your well, report no, and if your? You, uh... <laughs> if you remember back in the back in the early days of the show when I came on, I did one from Cyprus. Do you remember that? I was in yeah. Cyprus and I'd been out on the, well, with customers, shall we say, with some beer and wine and stuff. And I think it was about 11 o'clock at night when I got back to my hotel room in Cyprus and we interviewed Andre Dominguez <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> with oh, me God. in Cyprus, you in North Carolina and Andre what? wherever the heck he was in.
0: Hello, Andre. Hope you're well. Mm-hmm. He's in California. California. Well, I don't know
1: if he was then. He might have been. Oh, yeah, that's he right. He have been before he moved over there. Yeah cool okay so thanks a lot Chris
0: and we'll talk to everybody soon bye everybody thanks bye
2: yeah usually there's a bin you know for a dollar a piece or something Trying to get rid of them trouble is
1: I'd need to leave my house and go to a <laughs> shop where, where real people are and I try and avoid it. <laughs>